You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. With your host, Sean Joshi. I told you before, guys, I want to change this game. I don't want people talk shit about, like, opponents, talk shit about his father, like, like religion. You, you cannot talk about religion. You cannot talk about nation. You know, guys, you cannot talk about this stuff. And, you know, this is, for me, is very important. And uh, uh, <coughs> thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you for waiting for me here. I know my, my father gonna smash me when I go home because I know he's gonna smash me. And uh, Nevada, sorry. Vegas, sorry. And Alhamdulillah, undisputed, undefeated UFC lightweight champion. Thank you so much. And I'm very proud about, like, all media talk about, he take picture with, uh, with Putin, something like this. He just called me and he said he oh, very proud of me. I win. And he said, congratulations, and you know. Two things on the Khabib <laughs> victory. Number one, fuck Vladimir Putin. Fuck him right up his Russian butt. Why this guy gets dap from everybody and respect, I get no idea. He's a bitch with tits who gets Botox like he's some 57-year-old divorcee in Beverly Hills. And number two. This is why I love immigrant families, Lori Douglas. <laughs> that is some old world shit. He just beat the fuck out of some guy and his entire entourage. Best fighter in the world. And he's worried his dad is going to beat his, his ass. ass when he gets <laughs> home. That is adorable. I didn't know a UFC guy with cauliflower ears could be so fucking adorable he's like got that. he a bear waiting for him. He's, he's got, got a, a fucking bear, bear he's going to wrestle, right? Wolf but like, if you come from an immigrant family... You know you're never too old to get your ass beat. No. My parents are in town right now, so I've actually <laughs> figured in that prominently. But that's a lesson Conor McGregor had to learn the hard way during and after the fight. Uh, I was watching the fight with my girlfriend. When Khabib started going toward the fence, she goes, oh, shit, something's going down. And I think she knew because she's Lebanese and, like, her Middle Eastern spider sense was, yeah. like, going off or something. It's like something's going to happen. Where, where'd you watch the fight? I watched the fight at the parlor, and it was at the parlor. If you don't know it the parlor, was crazy. parlor is a total HHS. <laughs> it is a Hollywood hotspot. If it you want to see like uh, what douches, yeah, all hot types. chicks, hot, tons of hot chicks, hot dudes, side boobs, side boobs from men and female, completely. Some crotch, some some yeah. nice crotch, some camel toes, some camel toes. That's where you go. Moose knuckles. That's the place. Moose to knuckles. Be. That's where you go. You don't need Froman's guide. Listen to our HHS guide. Go to the parlor. Right. So you're watching it there, which is like a pretty. 
Oh my god, that place was packed. Packed. I mean, you can hardly get in there. It's pretty broed out. The atmosphere. line was like down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's like the men are just filled with testosterone. I can't even say it. Testosterone. 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 Like, there's like a lot of bros. So many bros. Like so many guys like bowing up. We're like, I swear there's gonna be a fight, and then they like slap each other in the face, and then they hug. And oh, it's just homoerotic. It's just it's just totally it's just totally homoerotic, dude. They yeah. were dying. I love those bros because they're like the bros who still wear the affliction t-shirts yes. and like jewels. Uh, and jewels. I love those affliction t-shirts, man. Whenever I see those affliction t-shirts, it makes me so happy. Like they have, you know what I'm talking about, oh, right? Yeah. They'll have like, uh, if you don't tap, know. Like a tap out. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be like, uh, I like the affliction t-shirt. Like the tap out are at least somewhat okay. But the affliction, it'll be like the Grim Reaper, like with a sword. And then it'll be like on like a uh, hill of skulls. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. And it'll be like, I stand on top of a hill of a thousand skulls. And I'm like, dude, bro, you have breasts, man. You've got boobies. You got titties. Oh, here comes to- Tommy with the coffee. Way to interrupt the show, Tommy. Can't you bring coffee before the show? That's our producer, Shithead Tommy. How you doing, Tommy? Tommy, you are as disruptive as possible. We're what? Affliction. Affliction, bro. Do you own an Affliction t-shirt, Tommy? Have you ever? No, but I do have a tattoo. <laughs> of affliction? <laughs> of affliction. I feel afflicted. Do you, Does that tattoo say, I've always wanted anal, but I never had the courage to ask? Uh, Yeah, yeah. Because that's what it should say on every affliction t-shirt. You know what I mean? Those guys are the most broed out dudes. Completely. But they're also like the most, I feel like, latently homosexual. They just oh, can't yeah. accept it. Definitely. Like their their dicks get a little bit hard during those yeah, did fights. Yeah, oh, I'm not quite sure why. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? For sure. Yeah. So Both what happened? All over. So did it, was it broadcasting when Khabib jumped oh, over yeah. the fence? People were losing their, their minds. minds. But it was like they got more into that than they did the actual of fight. Of course. Of course. Of course. And I think it actually saved Connor's ass. Yeah. Because the narrative now isn't Connor got his ass beat for a how many times in a row now yeah it's like all this fucking crazy shit that happened you know completely but people i imagine like people were losing attention and then he started and everyone started go, oh shit oh yeah, shit yeah yeah and yeah, i had because yeah. i that's pretty much how i find out found out about 9-11 also <laughs> 100 you know what i mean yeah but that's like i don't know connor fucked it up man he fucked it. he never should have came back he never should have back. he should be making that whiskey and Proper 12. Proper 12. Drinking at 330. You know what I mean? But like he fucked it up just like Rousey. If you're on top of the UFC and you break that gravity well of the UFC and you reach crossover mainstream success, never go back. Like there's no reason to go back. Like someone talks shit. You're like, I can beat your ass. And then they go back once. And then it's like, they're tarnished. I feel like those are like one of the sports where like, you don't get second chances. You don't get second chances. Do you remember how invincible Ronda Rousey was? Do you remember that air around Ronda? I mean, she had, but do you, how quickly people were like, no, fuck, fuck Ronda. Exactly. People changed. Overnight. As soon as you see somebody getting cracked, and down, that's over. Like, Ronda Rousey was invincible. Like, people were talking about her like she would never uh, be never be defeated at all. And then she lost twice in a row, and it fucked with her money. If she never would have came back, she could have been a huge movie star, you know, collected those checks for as long as she wanted. And, like, Connor, Connor with the same thing. Like, De La Hoya offered him 60 to $80 million to box, 
after the Mayweather one, which he absolutely should have taken. He should have just become a boxer. Like, he made $30 million for this yeah. fight, which sounds like a lot, so but much. it is not a lot. Do you think that some of them get into bed with, like, bookies and things like that to rig games? Like, do, if they, do oh, they get money? Like, if he were to, like, sure. tap out early, would he get to be able to have, like, a percentage of, like... Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Does that happen? That that happens all of the time. I think the most famous um, instance of that is Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston, Mm -hmm. the second fight. Uh, The first fight, which Sonny Liston tried to win by putting that shit on his gloves to blind. Ali was blind for like a round or two of that first fight, which is amazing that he still won. But the second fight is that famous phantom punch where Ali Ali Rabbit punched him and Liston... uh, was falling. And you know that famous uh, photo of Ali where mm-hmm. he's over listening like that? You know what he's saying right there? What is he saying? He's saying, get up. Get up, chump. People aren't going to believe you. Get up, chump. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, you know, he denied it after the fight, obviously. Yeah. But I think Ali really thought that Liston took a dive there. I mean, Ali would have won anyways. He was yeah. he was in his prime. At that point, he was like fucking 22 years old. But yeah, that happens all the time. The fight game is notoriously shady like that. Yeah. But did the notorious MMA do that? No, yeah. I don't think so. I think he was just, I think he was just outclassed. You know I what told I mean? you though how he came into the parlor year. Like oh, a, did he really? A while back ago. I want to say it was like three years ago. Yeah, His yeah, whole yeah. crew came in before him. Oh, what was that like? Ordered like, like a shit ton of shots and then a refused whiskey? to what pay. What were they drinking? Fireball. Fireball? Like, fire Connor McGregor drinks Fireball? He wasn't there yet. I'm sure he drinks Jameson. Now, well, that's but... not even much of an upgrade. <laughs> Here to hear breaking news. Breaking news. Conor McGregor drinks Fireball no, whiskey. Answer friend. to that, Conor McGregor. Because I think I could get you to tap out in a pillow fight at this fucking point. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no, but his friends were like, no, we're not paying. And I was like, are you kidding me? Not even a tip. This isn't fucking Ireland. This is like, America. You pay for your it shit. It actually does nothing for me that you're here right now. So, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But it's America. Get as much as you can when you can get it. Like thirty million is, which sounds like that, but it's really not. He made almost three so times much. that fighting Floyd. Like if you make enough to price yourself out of USC, do it. Don't go back. Box WD WWE movies because when you lose in UFC or you get knocked the fuck out or tapping out, which is even worse, that money goes away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I want to pillow fight Conor McGregor on pay per view. You want to do that? I want to do it. And then I want to, and then I want to fight Vladimir. <laughs> I don't know. It's do you just feel like, like Vladimir has like any kind of hands whatsoever? Do you think that he has someone that's like you two fight? It's it's oh, you mean like the Mandingo fight? Yeah. Django? <laughs> Probably, but with with Putin, it's weird because he's supposed to be like this black belt jujitsu and stuff, but it's also kind of like have you seen the um, Sasha Baron Cohen movie, The Dictator? Yeah. Where like everybody like he's running across, he's like running in the competition, and they move the yeah, finish yes, line yes, yes, to yes, him. Yes, yes. Like if you want to see uh, one of the most hilarious like sycophantic clips, watch Vladimir Putin playing hockey. He plays hockey with professional hockey players. Literally nobody is touching him. They get out of his way like he has the Ebola virus. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? And the goalie's just like oh, like flailing, and he scored like three or four goals. He's like, it I am the ridiculous. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous, man. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's not like boxing. Boxing has much more longevity to it. Yeah, I could see that for sure. I mean, there's you just like get so torn. Like the second to last fight, who who were those two guys? Because that fight was bloody as 
Oh, I didn't give a shit. Everything. That was it was that like was every- there was blood <laughs> everywhere. You have to understand. I only watch oh. UFC because of my girlfriend. Otherwise, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like I love boxing, yeah. and I'm like a loyal motherfucker to boxing to the point where I like actively talk shit about UFC for years. But I go watch for her, so like I kind of got into it a little bit. But you know, like boxing, you will never have. Hmm. Let me see. Let me. How do I want to phrase this? It's like, it's like boxing is a sport. Okay, UFC is combat. Yeah, All right. They still think though that there's so much that goes into that training. Of course. And like, so and like there is like an art to it. Of course, Gerard Butler, three hundred. <laughs> he trained like a motherfucker. That doesn't mean slicing Persians off a hill and fucking Thermopylae is a sport. You don't consider like UFC that's a sport. war. I don't consider it a sport. It's 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 combat. It's like it's like is chicken fighting a sport or what is that cock fighting is that a sport? Cock fighting? I mean, I think it depends on the cock that you talk about. <laughs> Zwing! <laughs> Tommy, where's the symbol? Come on, Tommy, we need that drum roll. Yeah, there we go. Thanks. But like, I don't know. Like, like boxing is a sport. That's combat. Once you lose your taste for combat, that's it. You can box until you're forty. If you have that talent and skill, like Bernard Hopkins boxed until he was like 45 and you can be undefeated in boxing because you can exhibit such skill and class that you you outclass motherfuckers like Michael Jordan did or Federer does. But in USC, that's not possible. Like if you look at the great fighters in USC, there's not a single undefeated motherfucker. There's nobody who goes on long like seven year, 12 year, 15 year or whatever undefeated runs. How long does it take for someone to recover after a fight? I imagine a very long time, but you get what I'm saying? Everybody has losses in the UFC. And that's because the nature of it, it's such a grind that at a certain point, you're lowering where skill doesn't matter and it's just brute force. Like if you're gonna go into war, you know what I mean? Eventually you're gonna get fucking clocked. It's just gonna fucking happen, you know? Because it's not a sport. Because it's not a sport. You can disagree with me. That's just how I feel. I disagree. Yeah, I To an extent. I just think you'll never see a Muhammad Ali in UFC for that reason. They won't allow a career to sustain itself enough for that personality to grow into the culture. Well, I think it's like a goal that you would move into then like doing like broadcasting or something like that. Like it's like football to an extent. But that's why go out a little bit longer. If you're McGregor or Rousey, you get the fuck out when you are on top. You want them on top. Yeah. The last UFC fight that McGregor fought was like 697 days before that. And this Khabib dude lives in this shit. Okay. First of all, he lives in some shithole country, quoting Donald Trump. But Chechnya is a shithole. Okay. Like, they, they escape away gays in the middle of the night and they murder them. So get at me, Chechnians, if you're mad about it. Yeah, let's go. You, you let's know what go. I mean? Let's go. But uh, but he lives in fucking Chechnya, wrestling bears, living a hard, grizzled life. Conor McGregor just made $90 million eating shrimp cocktails and not paying for fireball whiskey. I know. At fucking HHSs in Hollywood. <laughs> like, it's just a completely different thing. Stay home. Make your money. Like, Conor could have been a movie star. You know what I mean? And now when I see him, I'll just think of him tapping out. Do you think he's going to be like, would he be able to memorize lines? <laughs> I don't know. I think Connor's a pretty smart guy. Though. I mean, I'm sure he is. But I feel like after a while, like, yeah, you get hit in the head. You get hit in the head a lot. Right. But, you know, like King, though, I can't imagine. I would love to see a breakdown of um, of UFC fighters in regards to age and record. 
you know, mm-hmm. because you have so many boxers who are still able to compete at 34 and 35. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case with UFC. And here comes a Sean Joshi theory. Let's hear are it. we ready for a Sean? Tommy, are you ready for a Sean Joshi theory? Let's hear it. You should have music for this, Tommy. You're slacking. Do-do-do. Yes. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. What was that? You should <laughs> you should do the soundtrack for every Michael Bay movie. I you know really what I should. mean? They asked. I was busy. You were busy I that day? Busy. I can Optimus Prime off you. <laughs> Where are you, Shia LaBeouf? I'm ready to save you, the background music. Do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. Yeah, but like, uh, like, I would love to see the breakdown on age because... Uh, like Napoleon says, Sean Joshi theory coming in, quoting Napoleon, like Michael Scott quoting Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% <laughs> of shots you don't take. Uh, like Napoleon says, a warrior loses his taste for battle at the age of 28. And I think that's about right because that's when I quit doing sit-ups. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's when I stop. Yeah. But did you know that Napoleon's dick is in a box in New Jersey? Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, listen to this. We're going to take a quick history tour, detour and find out. No, I have the evidence to prove it. Napoleon's His dick is in a box. Napoleon's, Napoleon's dick, is, dick in box. is in a box. He's <laughs> the one who inspired the Justin Timberlake, Andy Samberg song. And here's this guy who's dedicated his life to finding Napoleon's penis. Whenever anyone tells me that history is boring, I bring up Napoleon's penis. The story goes that the item was removed from the emperor's body at his autopsy in 1821 on the island of St Helena, and for the next 200 years it travelled around the world, ending up in Englewood, New Jersey, of all places. Now, my name's Tony Perrottet. I've written a book called Napoleon's Privates, and today... That is a hell of a plug right there. That is fucking nuts. (laughs) Isn't it nuts? nuts. Isn't that fucking crazy? That's that's crazy. That's that dude's life. I am looking for for Napoleon's Napoleon's penis. penis. (laughs) Not only is he looking for it, Lori Douglas, he found Napoleon's penis. I hope he mushroom stamped himself with it when he found it. Like, I hope to God that that (laughs) he had the respect to do that. I'm going to ask you right now. I don't want to feel uncool. I'm hip. Yeah. Okay. I listened to T Swift, as the kids say. That's not true. But uh, that's not hip either. That's not hip. hip. (laughs) I don't listen. You want to know, like, the four musicians I listen to? It's like like Tupac, Sinatra. Uh, Bob it. Dylan, and Word. That's like the Those four are things solid I listen though. to. Like you should I feel, feel pride. Like I just in listen that to that re- repeat over and over again. But so this guy, um, this guy actually tracked down Napoleon's pain. Oh, well, I was going to ask you, what is a mushroom stamp? It's where someone takes the head of the penis. And hits you in the face with it. Oh, okay. It's like a mushroom. Stamp. Is it like a hard grip and like a flick? I mean, it's it's. I guess it once again stamp, depends on the stamp, stamper. A stamp connotes to me like you're leaving an imprint. Like yeah. you'll be able to put that in the U.S. postage and it'll get to its destination. Yeah, one would hope. Yes, one would hope. Okay. Now Sometimes I know there's what, not a return address. Now I know what mushroom stamping is. I'm hip. Okay, but so he actually finds. His penis. Do you want to hear his description of Napoleon's penis as he's opening the box? How do they preserve a penis? Oh, you're about to find it. It's literally shriveled in I'm a box. I'm going to Google it. Here it is. No, no, no. I got it for you right Let me here. Let hear it. Okay. There inside this suitcase. Now, we can't film this, right? In yes, a basement in New Jersey. The actual item. Uh, they sent it from Paris in this. They did. God, there it is, Mr. John K. Latimer. Oh, my God. It's a historic occasion. Look at this. His dick's getting hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Wow. And there you 
go. Oh, oh wow. you can hear it. It's, the it's in. of all my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> this guy keeps. It's a beautiful kids box. in his basement. It's very tasteful, really. He definitely keep like. <laughs> wow. Napoleon only had the best. Yeah. Well, can I have a look? The box nice. has a monogram nice. N on it and like a guys. gold <laughs> emblem. <laughs> What the fuck? And like a oh, wow. I had the biggest penis. That's ever. it. <laughs> That's it. Man. He's looking at it now. Here's his description. God. Once in a lifetime here. Wow. Well, it's definitely a penis. <laughs> yeah. But I, the descriptions that I'd read of it was more like a little grape, a sort of a, you know, a desiccated grape. This is definitely genital. <laughs> a little smaller than I thought. Maybe an inch and a half was. Uh... Hey, an inch and a half is not small, okay? Napoleon complex, it's a thing and it's He's a, a thing grower, for not a reason. shower. All right? We're talking about Napoleon here. People. This poor guy, he's been dead for so long and people are still talking about his dick. Well, I think that says a lot about humanity. Let me explain, Lori Douglas, two things, okay? This man almost conquered the world and now his penis is in a box in, a in New Jersey. Two things. Number one, don't invade Russia in the wintertime. Lesson. Okay, lesson. Hitler, if you're listening, lesson, buddy. Number two, all life is temporal and you will die one day. And it doesn't matter who you are. Way to sprinkle in the positivity you know what this I mean? morning. I know. I'm very positive. <laughs> I'm very positive. Can I, can I play a clip that always, like, I guilt myself into, like, I think it's, I think it's kind of inspiring. You tell me if this is inspiring or not. This is, it, is this about penises again? This is no longer okay. about penises. penises. But I love how, how, like, he had read the description into it. And he was, like, so, like, disappointed. It's like, it doesn't look like a grape. It just, it, he goes, it's, it's definitely genitals. It looks like genitals. It's definitely genitals. Okay, this is, this is a clip that fills me with anxiety at the impending thought of death. Here we are. Oh, man. Carpe diem. That sees the day. Very good, Mr. Meeks. Meeks. Another unusual name. Seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Why does the writer use these lines? Because he's in a hurry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. Because we are food for worms, lads. Because believe it or not, each and every one of us in this room is one day going to stop breathing, turn cold, and die. I'd like you to step forward over here. Peruse some of the faces from the past. You've walked past them many times. I don't think you've really looked at them. They're not that different from you, are they? Same haircuts, full of hormones, just like you. Invincible, just like you feel. The world is their oyster. They believe they're destined for great things, just like many of you. Their eyes are full of hope. Just like you. Did they wait until it was too late to make from their lives even one iota of what they were capable? Because you see, gentlemen, these boys are now fertilizing daffodils. But if you listen real close, you can hear them whisper their legacy to you. Go on, lean in. Listen. You hear it? <clears throat>
Make your lives extraordinary. Don't like, forget. I just watched three hours of Below Deck Mediterranean on Bravo. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, which I love that show, by the way. I can't quite explain why. But it's Below like, deck. it's like, make your lives extraordinary. You know what I mean? I don't know. You man. should. Do something with your Everyone lives should. is what I'm saying. Because one day your dick could be in a box, if you know, you're and lucky, some weird, creepy guy could be fucking looking guy for would it. Spend his entire life, and that could for be the dick. height of your fucking existence, man. Yeah, but I just love one boxing. could only be so lucky. <laughs> I just love boxing. Bo- on, on, on a different note, Segway, I just love boxing. Segway. I love boxing though. That's why you know I get into the UFC now because I watch it. It's so yeah. popular. But I love boxing, man. Like I'm still waiting for like. The Willie, Willie Pep, Sandy Sadler rematch from 1932. Sadler was robbed, I say. Sadler was robbed. And we'll get a fucking rubber match, you bitches. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I don't know. What I was surprised about in this fight, just to circle back to it real quick, was that Khabib was the better boxer. Like, that yeah. was so odd to me. Like, Connor's known for his great punching ability. He just spent, like, nine months training to fight the best boxer in the world, maybe the last 30 years. And uh, he was totally outclassed by Khabib on that front. And I watched him. I watched uh, I watched him. And by that, I mean I watched a five-minute uh, <laughs> chronological video, this video of, his, of his fights. Uh, and by that, I only mean the first two minutes of it. Of and, course. and you could already see his improvement in form. You know what I mean? And I know a little bit what I'm talking about. Like, I, Lori, when I was a young man, yes. I was getting so good at boxing. Like, my coach wanted me to fight golden gloves. You know what I did instead? What did you do? I came to California to write and smoke weed. The biggest fucking regret of do you, my do you life. Do you wish you were a boxer right now? No, I wish I, wish I would have fought golden gloves, though. For sure, I wish I would have done that. Because that's, like, such a unique experience. Yeah. And we... I wish I would have waited to come here and done that because I would be like at least three and a half times more interesting of a person I feel like yeah. you know what I mean yeah just a, just a smidge just like a smidge your, your more dick interesting your might have the opportunity to be in a box I could, like, exactly my dick could have been in a box I missed anymore. out on that Ah oh, man but so I watched the first two minutes and if you see Khabib at the beginning the way that he's, he used to fight he punches wide and he left himself open to real real heavy counters yeah but then you can see he tightened his form, and you could see it sharply. And that can, this is how I can tell he has real training behind him, and he's really dedicated. Like he tightens his form, and he keeps he starts keeping his elbows in, and he punches in what I call a tunnel. If you want to know quickly, if you ever get in a, stra- a scrap and you just need to remember one thing, this is it: punch in a tunnel, which means punch straight forward at an angle at the person's face. Keep your elbows in. Don't punch wide like this. That's how you see a fight. The person That's doesn't know, you know what that, the fuck like, they're doing. That one's gonna end. Punch in a tunnel, uh, and you can throw combos in a tunnel because you're hard to hit because you're eliminating the easy angles to a, mm-hmm. to the face. Mm-hmm. You already see that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard. You're in protecting your yourself while you're punching at the same time. And if the other person doesn't know what they're doing, you will fuck them up. So I could see Khabib's form kind of rounding yeah. into shape. And I think, but I did not expect that because I consider Connor to be on like a world-class puncher, maybe not oh, on yeah. a boxing level. So I don't know. And that really... That really brings questions to me on on what is in Connor's future. Like, where is he going to go from this? You know, he signed a six match. Let me see. He signed a six match contract. Six. He signed a six fight, six fight contract extension with UFC last month and posted on social media well, that he will return 
uh, to competition. He said that he is interested in a rematch, but I don't really see how they can have a rematch in this fight. Like, I don't know. Where do you, what would you, That's if you were be crazy media coverage right there? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, going to happen. It's gonna, it has to happen, but not because of the fight, because yeah. of the fight after the fight. Oh, completely. I mean, that, that, I feel like that, that added such, I feel like if it ended with a tap out like that, we people would have be, been so, we'd be talking about the end of Conor McGregor completely. today not, instead of, not instead even, of even considering a rematch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why would we do that? It's all about the shit talk. Yeah, that's like a rematch between like Superman and General Zod. Yo, Superman <laughs> took him out. We don't need it. And Christopher Reeves, General Zod, okay? Coming back. Not this Cavill bullshit, which I like Henry Cavill. But yeah, so what would you, what would you, if, if Conor McGregor was saddled up to your bar right now, would you tell him to keep fighting or would you tell him to uh, maybe move on to other endeavors? I mean, I tell him to keep fighting. I tell him to tip me. That would be like the biggest thing. <laughs> I'd just be like, can I please get a tip? Like, that's yeah, really yeah, yeah. all I care about at this point. Yeah. I think he should. I mean, I'm down for him to keep fighting because he brings money in. I mean, I feel like he people go and they see him and people get excited about him. But this is my other big thing with UFC. They use their fighters and they discard them. Yeah. Boxing took a century of fighting for boxers rights to the point now where boxers are in control more so, especially when you make it to the top of their destinies. Like shit does not go down for Floyd Mayweather and Floyd Mayweather fights unless he says so. Yeah. You're not getting a cut of Floyd Mayweather's fight day money unless he knows about it. You know, yeah. and UFC Dana White steals from these motherfuckers' oh, pockets. Oh, for sure. It's almost like a Mandingo fight. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They get paid nothing. Nothing. Like Connor was saying about Nate Diaz, that was the first time when he fought Nate Diaz that he made anything close to 500 grand yeah. whatsoever. So UFC is really fucked up in how they treat their fighters, which is another reason. Connor had crossed over into boxing. Yeah. I don't know why people even want to fight UFC. If you can cross over into boxing, stay there. The money is better, your lifestyle yeah. is better, and you're gonna get paid and you can respect yourself and control your own destiny instead of being Dana White's fucking indentured servant. Well, you think about it though too, just like the process to get yourself to be at a certain level. Yeah. How much like your body has to go through. And then finally, when you do get to it, I don't really feel like you got a lot in your engine left. Yeah, a total. Right? And like totally. injuries, all of that. And your ears are you fucked up. That yeah, weirds me up every time I see that. Up. Yeah. But Anytime I, I see someone with a qualifier, I'm like, you've seen some shit. <laughs> You've yeah, seen yeah. Some for sure, shit. dude. But we did wrestling in seventh grade, right? And like, I'm gonna use the seventh grade version of gay, okay? And uh, quoting my seventh grade self. And uh, I just remember, like, we're wrestling. I'm like, dude, I'm not hugging this dude and doing it. That is so gay. So like, we came out to the thing to wrestle, and I literally came in my pants. I came. <laughs> Right, my pants. No, I let the dude. I let the dude just like. What did you let him do? I what just, did you let him do? I let do? him sodomize me, Lori Douglas. It's hard. I don't talk about it. And now he goes around looking for Napoleon's dick in weird people's basements. <laughs> now all he wants is Napoleon's dick. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love Conor McGregor. Like at a certain point, I maybe love is a strong word, but I think he's so fucking hilarious. Like he is I funny. really appreciate that. Like this clip. Like this is such great. Like Don Rickles timing right here. Like they're just at this panel with like all these fighters, and you know Connor's there being Connor, and this one fighter's trying to get like recognition, saying like, "Oh yeah, I'll fucking knock everybody out." And this is this is this is what Connor says, right? The hardest hitting 145 pound, the real hardest hitting 145 are right here. This guy TKOs people. When I knock people out, they don't move. Who the f 
is that guy? Let's make a bet. That's just like simple. Who is that? Straight to the point, and it's the truth. Like that's what makes Rickles so funny. But uh, so apparently, this fight started when uh, McGregor's teammate Dylan Dennis called Khabib Nurmagomedov a effing Muslim rat during the main event at UFC 29, and that's what set him off. A ringside witness told uh, TMZ Sports, where Connor does have. Like, this weird, like, racial thing, like, when he, like, goes into his press conferences and stuff. And I've noticed it in in Europe and Australia. Like, their conceptions of racism are totally different than ours. Uh, yeah. Like, completely different. But they think that they're very Open. elevated. Oh, my God, yeah. But they, like, they, they almost think they're so elevated that they can make this, that, like, this. Yeah, and, and like, my whole thing was, like, and I'm I'm kind of referencing the pre-Trump era. I think we're going to get through this shit, hopefully. I think we've lost a generation of young white dudes, though, to this Trump shit. But um, besides the point, besides the point. But, uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. But, um... <laughs> But just, uh, just uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Where was I? You were I? talking about uh, oh Europe. Yeah, Europe. And oh, how... they never had to. Yeah, they never had to confront their racism. So they never had, you know, like they haven't had institutional slavery for a long time, yeah. and they solved that way before we did. But they had all this pent up latent mm-hmm. racism that they've never fucking dealt with. Where we had in the '60s, we had to take a really hard look at ourselves as a society and as a country, you know, and we did make some very real progress. And, and of course, we... I mean, we still have a long way oh, to go. Way, long, way, long, way, long way, way longer than I thought we had. But, you know, we Even did... Even just the excuse with Brett, like, that he was a kid, but then we have, like, how many yeah. people have been shot who yeah. are children who weren't considered... Tr- like, I, I just can't... Oh, oh yeah, can't, this like, whole... That, like, makes me... Oh, this whole... Don't, don't presume... Uh, they're guilty before they're innocent, unless they're a nine-year-old black kid yeah. playing with a toy gun named Tamir Rice. No, it's you know what I mean. Like, that's fine. You know what I mean. That's okay. Yeah. That guy just got hired again. But yeah, so to, to take it so back to Connor, though, he has this like weird kind of thing. Like you can hear him here. Let's go through some of Connor's uh, greatest hits. Here. And it's like okay for him to do it. Like no it's one's okay. saying. And this Stop. is why. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because he's funny. If you're funny, it's true. This is the way of the world. Do you feel like it's because he's from a different country too that people just let him say? Also, what he the wants. accent is adorable. Yeah. You can say anything <laughs> to Americans in an accent, and we'll we'll let you do it. But but he's funny, and that's also like I am the biggest opponent of Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, he is. And that's why people kind of gravitate toward him. Like Oscar Wilde said, uh, make them laugh. If you don't make them laugh, they'll kill you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was Gandhi's problem and Martin Luther King's problem and Jesus' problem. Shit senses of humor. You know what I mean? But Connor is funny. But let's see. Let's hear some of these things that he said. No mention of the racial slurs McGregor has hurled at Heavy. You. And this is not the first time. He referred to Floyd Mayweather's bodyguards as monkeys. Juicehead oh. monkey! Juicehead monkey! and asked Floyd to dance for him. Dance for me, boy! Dance for me, son! Dance for me! He fired racial slurs at Jose Aldo. I own this town. I own Rio de Janeiro. I would invade his favela on horseback and kill anyone that was not fit to walk. What the fuck? He, he, I will ride on horseback. 
it is favela and kill anyone not fit to work, which is like a points for creativity. But when you're talking like that to a dude like Khabib, Khabib does not play that shit. Like I know what he's playing up. And Ali used to do the same shit. And he, what Ali did to Joe Frazier was actually really wrong. He called him like an Uncle Tom and all this shit, which Joe Frazier was not. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like been in the history of the fight game. You've had this thing as kind of a use for promotion, which even Ali did it. But you don't say shit like that to a guy like Khabib because Khabib does not see it as promotion. Promotion does not exist to Khabib. All that it could exist to Khabib is simply destroy. Oh, Seek and fucking destroy. That's all he's been yeah, raised it, to yeah, do his yeah. entire life. Yeah. So I don't know. But so I think kind of the best thing to happen, um, the best thing to happen to Connor was what happened after the fight. Because we would be talking about so many other things, but now we're just talking about. But now you Khabib. want you want to see them fight again. Now everyone. Is I like, want to see I, like, I a like Royal a Rumble amount. tag team match between I, everybody. We should just do it. What game was that? We're like, is it or is it the? Um, I was thinking like you know the W. Ang- what is it? The rest, the big rest. Why WWE. I, yeah. Why am I spacing? <laughs> they come out and they like all the Royal Rumble tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking like that. more like the Anchorman News Team brawl. Oh, so you want tools in there? Yeah, get them weapons and shit. Yeah, everything. Let them go at it. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Um, My favorite part. So we'll see if he fights again. But I think he fucked it up, dude. Like you should have just fought Oscar and become like a movie star or something. You don't think he could? You you don't think now that he can't be a movie star now? No, I think he's lost. um, It's better. Maybe tapping out is better than getting knocked out. Don't you think? Probably right. Because you don't have that visual. And there's like a control. It was on your time to an extent yeah, versus he, like. Yeah, exactly. But he messed it up. Like they already have the lines up. Let me see here. Um, they already have the line up for the next fight at the MGM Grand. It's uh, Nurma Gamadet. I'm going to learn how to say his name one day. It's a minus 280 Did favorite. Did you need a dyslexic to come in and tell you how to pronounce it properly? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is already close to a minus 185 on, on Saturday. But uh, speaking of. The fight Saturday, holy shit, a star was born, and I am not talking about Lady Gaga. My man, Derek Lewis, who is getting his ass beat by this huge Russian Volkov, was literally getting his fight beat the whole ass beat the whole time until the last 20 seconds. He landed one glancing, and then he just got the motherfucker straight on his chin and literally in the last 20 seconds connected and knocked him out, which is good enough. But then throw in the fact that this guy is like fat and out of shape and also hilarious. He's a beast. And he's a winner. You know who I'm talking about, this Derek yes, Lewis yes, guy? Yes, yes. After the fight, they were asking him, like, oh, what is that? He goes, my, I couldn't eat what I wanted. My favorite restaurant had a special going on, and I couldn't even eat it. Somebody's going to pay. Like, I like that guy, and I get it. If I couldn't eat what I wanted, somebody's going to pay. think it was Olive Garden and Les Postable? It could have been Olive Garden. Like, I've been eating ice cream like a lonely fat kid, like, all the time. Like, my ass is so huge right now. It's like, you got a big ass right like now? Like a, a retired I have a I have a retired running back's ass right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, <laughs> it's pretty bad. But shout out to Derek Lewis, who's amazing. So after he knocks out this, this motherfucker, this is his interview with some really young up and coming comedian who some people might hear of one day. You know, he's got a podcast nobody listens to. But here is the post fight interview with the great 
and legendary Derek Lewis. Let's hear it. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. Listen, man, what you just did was absolutely phenomenal. That was an incredible comeback victory, and it, it shows one of the reasons why people love to watch you fight, that you can put it all to bed with one shot. I told them, boys, I got no more heart. You know, to keep on underestimating me. See, I ain't all that technical and all that, but see, I'm getting there. Fuck it. No one will question your heart, sir, after this. Let's take a look at the knockout. This is a come-from-behind knockout, the likes that we haven't seen in a long time. And you were looking for that big haymaker all night. You found it in the last minute of the fight. Talk us through this, Derek. I forgot a few hours before the fight, Donald Trump called me and told me I got knocked this Russian motherfucker out because they're making him look bad on the news. You know, him and Putin and shit. Fuck what they're talking about. USA in this hoe. Fuck. Yes, did you just say USA <laughs> in this hoe? Yes. <laughs> USA in this hoe. With that knockout, you're absolutely... Isn't this man amazing? Top guys in he should be president. I think he next. should be. So tell us what you think about that. I need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. That's what you talking about right now. I ain't trying to fight for no title right now. Not with no gas tank like that. She. <laughs> you're one of the most entertaining guys in the sport. Congratulations on an amazing victory. And thank you very much for a really, really entertaining fight. Thanks for having me. Hey, maybe next week or sometime or two weeks from now, I'm going to come on your show and smoke some weed with you. Anytime, sir. <laughs> so then later... He's at the Fox Sports desk, and they ask him how he's going to celebrate. This was his response. Derek, I have to ask, because in the, in the past, it's been a cheese plate with some wine and your pinky up. How do you celebrate the victory over Volkov? Um, probably just going to go home, throw my wife's legs up in there, and see what <laughs> goes from there. You know what? We cannot- He's a married man, people. Let him be. Oh, my God. Let him be. I can't imagine him knocking out. Yo, You're dude. Pussy. Dude. Frightening. Oh my! Like, I think ah! I think that's the dude I wrestled in seventh grade. If I'm being honest I, with I you, I think it might have been. I think it is, but I love that man, and he's he's scheduled to fight Daniel Cormier. I guess I don't know which. Who he looks like a very angry man, Daniel Cormier. You know, so I worry about our dear Derek. Oh my Lewis. god, Derek! I feel like Derek can handle him. You think so? Oh my god, yeah, Derek's ready. Derek's a, gonna hang back for a couple of rounds and then just <laughs> fucking come with a slinger. Yeah, he's a huge underdog. Like he's he's the number two uh, contender, I guess. And yeah. this Russian dude was ranked fifth. Like it shouldn't have even been a fight. But Derek was like so out of shape. You know, if he, he let comes him, in, like, run circles. He just kind of chill. If he comes in. And fights Cormier, he's out of shape. His wife's going to be putting his legs in the air, man. You oh, know what completely. I'm saying? I just love that. I want to know what his favorite restaurant is. I don't know. I think it may be Popeye's, actually. I think I read somewhere it was Popeye's. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I've never eaten Popeye's. I, when I lived in Texas, I didn't, I don't. Uh, you never ate Popeye's I never in Texas? ate Popeye's. I didn't like, like, fried chicken or, like, eating anything off the bone until I, I moved to L.A. Like, I changed. I hate chicken wings. I feel like I'm, like, a little rat. Like, I now like them, but they have to be so crispy. Boneless. If they're not crispy. Boneless. I will tell you something. The last time I ate KFC, I was drunk in Germany, okay? Oh. Very drunk in Germany. And that KFC was fucking amazing. I don't know what really? they put in that food, but it was so fucking good, man. You know what? I'm getting myself hungry I for KFC too, I've never right now. craved KFC as yeah. much as I am right now. Right. 
Uh, I also love USA in this O. Shout out to USA in this Ho. But I think USA in this Ho. I don't think Derek Lewis's uh, grip on international politics is perhaps as good as his grips on uh, on on our man Volkov over here. Like uh, I don't think there's any problems between Putin and Trump. I think, I think that's friends. pretty. I think that's pretty. They're frenemies. Buddy, buddy, man. I think they get competitive with like tweets and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And he didn't say knock the Russian out. You know, there's no way Donald Trump would ever say knock the Russian out. He'd be like, pull his shorts down gently and give him a kiss on his inch to an inch and a half. He's penis. like, normally when I hang out with Russians, we just pee everywhere. <laughs> Yo, can I ask you a question? Is it wrong that I like seeing Russians get knocked out? Oh, I thought you were going to ask something so different. No, not at all. You I know think that we all like it. We, I think that that's been like. Rocky, right? Didn't he go against a Russian? Like, but now Sylvester Stallone Russians get knocked out. Now Sylvester Stallone century. loves Putin, though. Now Stallone loves Putin. You know, I don't get it, man. I can't keep track of who likes who at this point. <sighs> I don't fucking get it. Just tell me who to hate, and I'll hate him. Yeah, unlike you know, like I love Russian authors, and the Russian Russian people are great, but the Russian government is fucking terrible, man. Oh, My yeah. favorite authors are Russian authors, but like, unlike some people, I'm interested in defending this country. You know, not yeah. just when brown people attack it, but when yeah. Russians do too. Oh, same, same. Let's let's get them. Yeah, and by defend, I don't mean in a physical way because I'm a giant pussy. You know, <laughs> you're not gonna put on those. You're not even gonna try to find the golden gloves. Just stick them on. <laughs> no, no. I've hated Putin like before it was cool. You know, before it was a thing. Like I was a Putin hipster. See, I, I, I the moment I saw him on that horse, I was like, oh. <laughs> like I was when he like, God, his boobs are bigger than mine. Yeah. Yeah, when he invaded Georgia and Ukraine, I hated him. I went full Putin hipster mode right there. Now I wear skinny jeans and an Ushanka hat like Khabib. You know what I'm saying? We should defend our country like the Canadians. Whoever thought the Canadians would be tougher than us? Here is Canadian. If you don't know Don Cherry, he's a Canadian uh, hockey commentator, former hockey player. He hosts uh, Hockey Night in Canada, and he's just a wily figure. Here is Don Cherry talking about why Russian hockey sucks. Hockey night in Canada or hockey night in Russia. All I hear, how great these guys are, how there they were, Detroit, the fabulous five. Now I'm hearing how great they are tonight. Can't intimidate them, can't scare them. How about the time when Van Itt ran over the guy and they walked off the ice? How about the time Clark broke the guy's ankle, they never won a game after? How about that? How about Messier? Wait a minute. How about Messier in in Edmonton? Wax the guy. 42 stitches. They wanted to go home. How about tonight? They were losing. uh, Canada was losing one nothing tonight. He's just talking about beating the shit out of Russians. (laughs) (laughs) I love a tough Canadian. I know. They're very rare. They got it in them though. They never sound it, but you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Canadians tougher than us, man. Mm. Yeah, I hate that. They got that polar bear energy. Yeah, yeah. I could give you uh, a history lesson on why Chechens are cucks to Russia and so is Trump, but we're not going to do that. You know why? Why? Because we're going to move on to the NFL. Ooh. 
which is oh there we are Lori with some more great soundtrack see Tommy can't you give us this type of production value Tommy what are you doing over there buddy I'll try and be better where's your zing 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 yeah we gotta get you like yeah we gotta get you some yeah we gotta get you a little soundboard over there exactly no I only want that was wonderful I only want sounds like you can hear in the intro to like a rap song like the DJ call it like the zing zing is good what's another one that they do. I don't know. I don't know. I hate when the DJs are always like talking over the song. It's just like let the guy rap. Let the guy rap. Like the hype man. It's like another choke. one. I love the ones when they like just repeat the last word. Yeah. Those yeah. crack me up. That's Sometimes great. it takes me Ooh, out of because you need you need encouragement. You need yeah. encouragement and help. Yes. But you know who doesn't need encouragement and help? It's Lori <laughs> Douglas. No. Uh, uh, who is here? Our avid NFL correspondent. Who is here with her top five teams of the week? Lori Douglas. Walk us through. Who are Get the best? Who ready. are the five best teams in the NFL right now? I feel like the five best teams, starting with five, Chargers. The, char- Ooh, the Chargers. Oh, interesting. Are five. With their the only Chargers loss has been against five. the five and O Chiefs and the five and O Rams, and they kind of held their own during those two games. So I feel like they're you know solid. I've been watching them. Okay, like so them. They, so those are the so they're what three and two right now. Yeah. And a shout out to the StubHub Center, which is only twenty thousand seats. <laughs> And is always filled. That's where the Chargers play. Nobody wants the Chargers in L.A. It was the dumbest move. I mean, I don't want to deal with the traffic. <sighs> it's so stupid. They should just move them to Anaheim or something. Ridiculous. Okay, who else do we have? All right, there? four. We've got the Patriots. The Sorry evil. Sorry to bring them speaking up of, to you. Like, speaking of Putin, the I Putins know. of the NFL. They really are. But, I mean, I, arguably they have, like, the best coach and maybe the best quarterback right best now. Coach, you know? Best quarterback. Their offense is efficient. They're, yes, they have a good is. secondary. Yep, and they just got uh, Josh Gordon and Edelman back. Yeah. Which means their offense will probably be ridiculous Completely. now for the rest of the fucking year. Yeah, no, they're ready. They're ready. Either God is a Patriots fan or Satan is. I can't tell which I, one. I feel like it could be a little mix of both. You know, that would make a lot of sense it in the would. universe if both God if and If they were Satan. like, this is the one thing we can agree on. Because they used to get along. They used to be friends. They used to be friends. They used to be. Maybe they're like trying to reconnect I know, they're like, that. they're connecting through the Patriots. It's <sighs> the only thing. Bastards. Okay. Three is the Saints. Fuck They've the got Saints. such a good offensive line. Fuck also, two is line. boy Drew Brees coming in with the I don't know lead what, I don't in know passing yards, about. passing your boy. I don't know what you're talking How's about. How's that feel? Do you know I get so sad every time I see a nationwide commercial? <laughs> like, I can't even look at the screen. Like I seriously like, get depressed. You're not on my side. It's nationwide. like that uh, Robin Williams quote from Dead Poet Society. Yes, you know yes, what I mean? Yes. I start thinking about how time isn't real. Yes. And I'm like, why isn't Payne playing right now? Like, why is this happening to me? It seriously depresses me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they've had the they've had the fewest sacks. Have they really? Yeah, the fewest sacks. And they'll they'll five yarded to death. Oh, really? They're running that kind of little yeah. uh, dink and dunk that's offense. Yeah. And he's great. Well, he's that's doing what, great with passing as well. So. Yeah. That's what the Patriots kind of do so great. They set Tom Brady up for success <laughs> because it's just like dinking and dunking and yards after catch. Okay. The fucking Saints. Fine, Lori. Who I else? I know. And then two is the Chiefs. Okay. They were the same place last year, 5-0. and oh. Yes, last they were. Year. And uh, they have the fewest turnovers in the NFL right now. Oh, wow. But yeah. what makes them different this year versus last year? Do you think this 5-0 and o is more real than last I year? I think it is, but I also think that they have to be aware that they need to like keep up that defense. Yeah. Their defense is their great yeah. Achilles heel. Is that why you have them ranked at number two? Yeah, it is. It is that why? Yeah, and number one. Pew, 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 pew. Tommy. Where you at? Where Tommy. you at, Tommy? Tommy. <laughs> is the Rams. 
They the definitely Rams. have a salary cap going on. They're not perfect by any means. Right. But, but that's not this year it's not gonna affect them. No. Like, but yeah. like they've got, you know, solid pass rush, they've got a power offense, and they have a strong O line. That O line How strong is their O line? I feel like their O line's pretty solid. Yeah. I mean he can like fart catch, smell it. <laughs> well, you know an interesting uh Thing. If you talk to quarterbacks, they will tell you that their hands smell like brown eye after a game because they're literally taught to put their their thumb part right here into the center's butthole. Like you're supposed to get in, the in there right on his anus. Not the taint? That's, that's anus. No, you, you knuckle up on uh, – oh. you see what I mean? There's like a whole thing here, and that's how you get the secure yeah, snap. I'm only like used to that with my boyfriend that I don't have. <laughs> Yeah, but Dan Marino said that his his hand would literally smell like, like shit after every game. That's like when he knows he had a good game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That's, that's how that's, you know. That's kind of disgusting. That's how you know. That's slightly disgusting. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're not really in that, like, they don't really dive for that ball and stick the fingers mm-hmm, in the eyes. Mm-hmm, don't they do mm-hmm, some shit like mm-hmm. that? And also why they don't eat sushi on the sideline during NFL games. Completely. Right? I would be shocked if I saw someone eating yeah. a tuna roll. A tuna roll on the side. Yeah. Well, Mark Sanchez did eat that hot dog one time and then fucked up the rest of the game. But that's but, what but we Mark now will call is, a Sanchez. Sanchez fucks up constantly. I yeah. saw him at a bar. I love it. A How many people? Fool. What was he doing, Sanchez? So Sanchez rolled in, hammered as fuck. What, already what, what era? Up. What era of Sanchez is this? This is this is, is just, this USC this is Sanchez, right Jet Sanchez, no, or post Jet Sanchez? This was right before he released a statement saying that he because didn't he get caught like taking. Something and then he had to retire, didn't he? Didn't that uh, happen okay, with Sanchez? I'm not, I don't remember. I, he I, said something. It was I, this I year. didn't follow Sanchez. It was like summer. Week. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was this um, year. It was this, this year. This summer. Breaking news, Tommy. Give us some breaking news sound effect. Bum 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 bum. That was pretty good. That okay. was pretty good. That was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, but he was so drunk. He was with like a couple chicks. He could barely order. A couple chicks, bro. What was he ordering? Fire, he was uh, he was ordering. I think it was like a. Tequila. I think it was doing like Casamigos and soda, okay, some okay. shit like that. All right. There was all these garnishes. Right. He was like grabbing the garnishes, it. stuffing them in his shirt, right. pouring like bitters, rubbing it all over the counter. He got kicked out, which at the bar that he was at is like, you Hard don't do. get kicked out of this place. This is which like a members only. Are you, are you willing to I can't divulge? say where it was. Members was, only? It was like a members only. So like to get kicked out, it's They'll like never a let me thing. In. Yeah, it's and an he, it was an HHS. Yeah, and he was an like, SHHS. I was so excited too because he's like follow he's like DM'd me before and so oh, I was like, it's, and Sanchez yay! was sliding was in like, the DM. Yes, you were thinking yes, you were gonna get a piece of yes. the Sanchez. No, but then I saw him, a and I was dirty like, Sanchez. This dirty. He was a dirty little Sanchez. He was a dirty he little was Sanchez. Like so sloppy. Oh, he you was, still should have hooked up with him. No, though. no, no. But he was story. like, you're cute. You're cute. <laughs> That's so I was like, so you're drunk. Attractive. And you've messed up my whole bar. So yeah, go yeah, yeah. fuck yourself. That is hilarious, man. That is hilarious. He's fallen from grace. He has fallen from grace. He has fallen from grace. But I think the Rams, uh, you know, the salary cap point is a prescient one. They literally bought every good defensive player. Yeah. Like, their defense is ridiculously stacked. And that's not like a way to build teams going forward. But for a year or two, if it works and you happen to hit on the right free agents, which is incredibly difficult yeah. in the NFL. Free agency is a crapshoot with pro bowlers, with with veterans. You know, the good guys, they don't usually let them go. Not everybody's John Gruden letting Cleo yeah. Mack walk out the door, which is a trade, I know. But, yeah, yeah. So, Rams, top five. Yes. Very good. Our top five teams. My top five NFL teams are... 
Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, oh, Baker wow. Mayfield, and Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. I'm in for Baker. And now it is time for the NFL report card, okay? Are you ready for our first grade, Lori Douglas? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot my cheers, bro. My cheers, bro intro for the NFL report card. But I got a big F for fuck you, Drew Brees. Oh! Fuck you. Fuck that Super Bowl. Fuck hurt? Pierre Garçon. Fuck Sean Payton. Fuck who's that other guy who dropped the ball? Hank Basket. Fuck Hank Basket. Fuck them all. My brother got into a Twitter beef with Hank Basket. Oh yeah. Yeah, because my brother, when we would grow up playing, um, playing, you know, football in the yard, he was really fast and uh -huh. really good, kick returner, could run it back, but he couldn't catch the ball worth a damn no, shit know, no I hands man. so i would call him the black guy from the replacements Bruh. you know what i mean the how guy from the orlando jones that? it was fucking hilarious what do you mean everyone else was laughing and he felt deep shame and, regret, and then you were like I'm sure i have an act for affected comedy. his confidence and personality to this day i know he's still <laughs> fucked up from that for this day so he gets into a twitter beef with uh with Hank Basket, why'd you drop the onside kick? You cost us this thing. You cheated on your wife with you know a, a transvestite. You suck. This which and is that. totally acceptable now. Which is, which is acceptable. <laughs> totally acceptable. Except the cheating wrong, part. Right. Don't yes. be a cheater. But um, so he's getting into it, and Hank Basket is brushing him off, and he goes, he goes, you have no hands. You're like the black guy from the replacements. And Hank Basket responded like, haha, I laughed my ass off. That was actually original. I said, no shit, it was original. And you're it was like, my uh, line. That's mine. Yes. So fuck Drew Brees. All right, and I have one message for Drew Brees, and it is from America's greatest fucking natural resource, Peyton Williams Manning. <laughs> Peyton, FYI, Drew Brees just broke your record. Uh, which one? <laughs> Boy, you should see yards? the joy okay. on his face right so now. So I still have the touchdown record, right? He's actually on pace to break that, too. Fuck what? you, Drew Brees. Great. Drew... For a thousand days, I've held the record for all-time passing yards in the NFL. And I gotta tell you, it's been the greatest a thousand days of my life. <laughs> and thanks to you, that's over now, and you've ruined that for me. So <laughs> thank you very much. I have nothing left to look forward to except slicing my tomatoes, making dinner for my family, putting together this wedge salad. Also, let this serve as the congratulations for the touchdown record, because as you can see, I'm very busy. I don't have time to keep doing these videos for you, congratulating you. <laughs> but in all seriousness, Drew, congratulations on this record. You've done it the right way. All your hard work and dedication have paid off. You and I have come a long way since this picture back in 2000 when you were in college and I was in my third year in the NFL. So. Way to go. Proud of you. Good luck the rest of the way. I hate that Peyton got earnest at the end. He yeah. gets earnest like George W. Bush gets earnest. Oh, for sure. He starts sure. to get in his voice. You know start, what I mean? Start to feel it. He starts to get in his voice, and he feels it. But F for fuck you, Drew Brees. I have a C for Jamal Charles. The Jags have signed the veteran free agent running back, Jamal Charles. After injury to the backfield, left them scrambling in the free agent market. I forgot all about that guy, but 2013 was a good year. Here's the other things from 2013. I wish we're still in their prime. Common sense, reason, democracy, and Tommy's virginity. Next grade. <laughs> Tommy, how do you feel about that, Tommy? What year was it? <laughs> 2013. Let's not get into it. I don't want to talk about it. Were you a virgin in 2013, Tommy? Oh, yeah. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. I knew it. I didn't even confer on that. I definitely was It's okay. I was too. All right. B for the Browns. A B, a B for the Browns. For the Browns, who are always interesting, if nothing else. Okay. I don't know if this has ever happened before, but in their first five games of the season, they've had every possible outcome that you can have in a game. Okay. And let me tell you what I mean. So the first game they played the Steelers, it was a tie. Okay. Mm-hmm. The second game, they played the Saints. They lost in regulation. The fucking Saints. Third, they put they they played. Uh, I forget who they played, but they won in regulation. Fourth, they played the Raiders. They lost in overtime. And fifth, they just played the Ravens, and they won in overtime. So they've tied, lost in regulation, won in regulation, lost in overtime. And one in overtime. Is that not fucking amazing? Like, what are the statistical probabilities of that? Probably the same statistical probabilities that we live in base reality and not a simulated existence, right? Okay. Damn near. Damn near. <laughs> let's 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 uh, snap on that. Snap on that. And a W for whatever the fuck Patrick Mahomes' voice is. Holy shit! Have you heard <laughs> Patrick Mahomes' voice? Let me hear this shit. Oh my god! Listen to this had agreed to trade Alex Smith to Washington. Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I was what at my the hell is it? basketball game, and I saw all the stuff posted all over social media and got all the calls and texts, uh, but I was just really, I'm, all I'm focused on now is just working hard. That is not a pleasant-sounding voice. That's a terrible-sounding voice. <laughs> this is proof that, that God works from a 100% pie chart. Oh, he yeah. Gave all the, He's like, he I gave, gave you a lot of skills and talents. Just, just not, not in, the, in voice. the voice. He's like, have we had a really great game? <laughs> he sounds like... He uh, his face, too, looks like he'd have a pleasant voice. It does. He's got a pleasant voice And a pleasant aura about him, yes. right? My God. But he sounds like uh, Kermit the Frog gargling Napoleon's dick. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. With a blacked out eye. With a blacked out eye. Stand. Just a little bit more of this. I've never heard a voice like this. Preparing like I've been preparing. Keep preparing like a starter and be ready for any opportunity coming my way. So, I mean, you've done this your whole life. That is amazing. What do they yell? 242! <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever the fuck you Maybe yell. it's honestly from that, the quarterback Good cadence. Man. Fucking up his vocal cords and shit. He just like yelled too much as a child. Yeah, man. What the fuck, Patrick Mahomes? I'm still with you. You are one of my calls, Patrick Mahomes. One of my calls. Do you remember preseason when I told everybody about Patrick Mahomes? All right. I will gloat on tell that forever now. And a big fat old D, not for dicks, but for the NFC East, which is dicking it up all over the place. Hey! This is one of the... That was a very confusing thing. This is uh, one of, you know, my favorite conferences, because or uh, divisions, I should say, because they're that classic football division. It is. You it know is. what I'm saying? And I love that. But listen to, uh, this is the standings in the NFC East oh, right now. Don't remind me. The Re- Oh, yeah, that's why you're that's saying, why. hey. That's why. Well, actually, okay, here's why. The Redskins are... Uh, leading the division at two and two, and are as uninspiring as ever with that lame ass Alex Smith offense. But I'm sure he has a great voice. Cowboys are second in the division at two and three. Eagles are shitting in the bed, also at two and three. And my Giants the were my Giants. adopted team 
because I love Eli Manning, obviously. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. I'm a very sweet and sensitive boy. He's like, he's his brother, so I like him. <laughs> I like him. I you know like I mean? him. I approve. I do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, okay, Lori? <laughs> There's Our no judgment four. on this area. Yeah, but it's gotten so bad. This is what a former Eagles player, uh, Gary Cobb, says uh, how, that the Eagles need to do in order to turn around their losing season. I think that I, I would go to drastic measures. I think they need to go on a fast. But what kind of fast? Yeah. Not food fast. What? The boys need to be cut off. From what? From the sex? Daddies. <laughs> the women? No you more sex. You think that would make a difference? You think that's they, the they issue? They're be, getting too much? Well, hey, that's what, hey, that's what, hey, <laughs> it fogs up your mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> Isn't that already think. a rule? You're not supposed to do it like before a well, game or something? Hey. Hold on, 1955 call. They want the, the segment back. Oh, my back. goodness. <laughs> no. What? Tommy, is that the same reason you're on a sex fast? Uh, Yeah, yeah. You know, health reasons, mostly. Yeah, and I'm on a sex fast, and I'll tell you right now. I don't top. feel like I have had any success. And, and has, any other, I think, I and think, has it helped shore up your 3-4 defense? I mean, for sure. My defense <laughs> is awesome. What about your pass rush? Is your Honestly, pass rush been focused? The offensive line has been great. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, I'd just great. like to clarify for listeners at home that I have since had sex <laughs> at least a few times. <laughs> <laughs> at least a few times. A there few, it is. just a few. Tommy, I was really to good at it. I figured, you know, I'd leave some for the rest of you Well, you know, there. people who are really good at stuff usually <laughs> say that they're really good at stuff. Completely. Right. Yep. That's normally the yep. way it goes. That's how right? it goes. That is my He's understanding. tremendous. Yep. That's amazing. Tommy, our local sex faster. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was the Eagles. And then, of course, there is the dumpster fire that is the New York football giants. Okay. <sighs> Those ones are bad. They are. I love it when bad. the Giants do bad. It makes me happy. It makes you. It makes you happy. How about this? Not only that, they're at that weird point. Of course, I bet you they're at that weird point in a losing season where the players are tar- starting to turn on each other. Yeah. And I like OBJ. You know what I mean? Beckham is fine, but you don't dare. Let me tell you something. Oh, oh I have you don't a dare go on TV and talk about America's. 37th greatest natural resource, Eli Manning, like this. How dare you? How fucking do you know dare you? Do you know who he's related to? America's greatest natural resource. <laughs> but this is what, um, in an interview with Li- with Little Wayne on SportsCenter, I don't understand what the fuck is happening in this clip. It's Odell Beckham Jr., Little Wayne is sitting next to him. I'm sure scissored up on the codeine. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and then and then this lady is interviewing them, and she asks them about, is it Eli Manning's derpy face fault that they are losing? Amount of accountability do you think Eli Manning is taking this is so serious. for where the offense is right now? We try and keep it as a team, but um, this is it's a team sport, but it's. We're try- that, let me translate for you. We try to keep it as a team means uh, I know I shouldn't be saying this, but now I'm going to talk shit in public about my fucking quarterback. Which is never a good look. Yes. And you know who I appreciated who always got too much shit? Terrell Owens. That's my quarterback. How dare you? How dare you? That's my quarterback. He's like, he passes to me a lot. He does the, they did yeah. handoffs to him legit yeah. to quiet that little fucker up. You motherfuckers cut Terrell Owens too quickly and you cut Dez too quickly. All right, but here's here's the rest of OBJ. Terrell Owens. It's individualized at the moment. Everybody has to do their job. Um, 
and, and there usually was that part of me that I would, you know, be like, man, I feel like I could do this and that. And yeah, and OBJ and Little Wayne is sitting next to him the whole time. So the next day, after he says that, Little Wayne starts getting like tons of fucking shit, right? Tons of shit. So he responses with responds with like a four part Instagram like story or whatever, like talking about it from the lounge of some like strip club or something. <laughs> And this, I'm like so surprised by how civil he is. Like, Little Wayne is such a dignified and civil guy. Like, just listen to how he, he's not angry even. Well, he, he's, he's, he's hopped up on coding. He's, 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 like, <laughs> he's probably just chilled the fuck out. Here we go. And I've seen things like uh, Eli. It's, it's, waste, it's Patrick Mahomes, Little Wayne. Like, it's oh, Little Wayne. It's Little Wayne, Patrick Mahomes. Have you ever seen them in the same place? Uh-uh, so that, that's a, actually very plausible. We have a Bruce Wayne Batman situation we do. here. We do. But here he is. Manning says, quote-unquote, I don't watch Lil Wayne much. Um, Yo, is that a surprise that I, Eli I, 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 doesn't I, watch Lil Wayne much? There is nothing that I have been less shocked about yeah, than that. like... Unless you do like a collab with Brooks and Dunn, I don't think that's going to happen. Like I would be shocked if he was like, "Yeah, I'm avid. I watch him all the time." <laughs> I love, I love, I love, love Lil Wayne. You know what I mean? I love him. He's one of my top that's guys. That's all I listen to before I get out on the field. One of my top guys. You know what I mean? But he's he's like. First of all, to the person that said, "How can he be?" Well, he goes on. I won't play the whole thing for you, but he goes on saying like, you know, Eli Manning's talking shit about me, but he's saying how much he loves Eli Manning. You know what I mean? How much he has his back and he's still not mad at Eli Manning and he'll still support him, which I was very heartwarming for me. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very like, heartwarming. Wow. I was You're like, a class wow, act. I think I like Lil Wayne. You know what I'm saying? I've always liked him. Have you not been a fan? No, <gasps> no. Mm. I think I liked his earlier stuff, not to be like that, but his early stuff was good. And then he got too codeined out. Yeah. And he's not the one responsible for mumble rap. Like that mumble rap shit started cognizantly but he like unconsciously like started doing mumble rap like you just yeah. couldn't understand what the fuck he was saying yeah, it was yeah. kind of like a datist like thing free association thing yeah. i didn't dig it yeah i didn't dig it not a fan i like the early stuff though but i like when people you don't expect to be civil are civil oh it's the best like one of my favorite clips is um marilyn manson on bill o'reilly oh god dude i would vote for marilyn manson after this he handles everything Everything that Bill O'Reilly throws to him, he handles better than any politician I have ever seen. And he's so composed and dignified and eloquent That's and educated. That's because he can suck his own dick. <laughs> that was the rumor in, in, in yeah. junior high. He removed a rib to suck his own dick. But listen to how he handles. Well, you know how O'Reilly tries to like corner and intimidate people. I do too. I, I, listen, I'm not going to say hate. I just, listen, just like, hate is for Nazis. I know. Like Henry tells Betty and Batman. <laughs> this is what, this is how Manson handles O'Reilly trying to put him in a corner. It's great. All right. In the history of this country, have so many corrupting influences descended upon children at one time. Sure. And that most children don't understand what you're doing and why you're using the F word and why you're acting bizarre. And this can be very, very troubling to children who don't have direction, who don't have responsible parents. Anything can be misinterpreted. People can look at Christ on a cross and think, this is an image of murder, this is violent, this has sexual imagery in it. And it just, I think it's my job as an artist to be out there pushing people's buttons and making them question everything. And, uh, and I respect you for challenging me, and that's why I came on the show. 
I wow. respect you for challenging me, and that's why I came on the show. I think Trump should nominate Marilyn Manson to the UN. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would be our greatest statesman, <laughs> the UN's greatest figure since Boutros, Boutros, golly. He has such like a, he has a very like calm yeah, voice. Yeah, right? I didn't expect it. Exactly. Listen to this whole interview. You will come away with a different perspective of Marilyn Manson. I promise he you. He sounds like he's like, has a higher state of thinking. He does. Most. He's very, he's very high state of thinking. Yeah, I and don't I'll, think, I, I take it back. I, I think You take it back? Bones. See, that's a person who can learn and grow yeah. and change Look their mind and get over their prejudices. Look you know what I'm saying? He Look just at that. scared the shit out of me in the 90s. Yeah. I yeah. was nervous. I was scared him. of him too. I like that song, Beautiful People, though. That's a great fucking song, yeah. man. The Beautiful People. The beautiful. Okay. Our final grade. <laughs> the Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. The Beautiful People. Our final grade is an A for Aaron Rodgers, man. Like, players get too much shit a lot of times from when their careers fail. Our, our rookies do. But a lot of the times, it's because coaches don't know what the fuck they're doing and they don't know how to develop talent. <coughs> Chuck Pagano. <coughs> Jim Caldwell. Uh, <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers completely uh, dragged his coach in the play calling after the game. And he got he said, the players are great. I think, it's, I think it was a game plan. Um, but there was no flow to the game. There was a little bit in the first half after that. Do you think it had anything to do with all the personnel combinations and things you were using, three back, three tight ends, multiple receivers? I mean, that's not a question for me. Ooh. We need to find... Can I tell you why I think Aaron Rodgers is gay? Why? Every woman he dates now is famous. That and there was that gay dude who lived with him who said he's gay. That's a, that's that, that, that was a big one. That's a that's real a thing. One. Yeah, you could look it up. Even if he's not gay, though... Like, I think he should come out as gay. You know what I mean? Why? It'd do for a lot of people. It'd help a lot of people. It'd change a lot of people's minds. Maybe we could get some of those white dude bros back. You know what I'm saying? Get them back? Yeah, just show like They'd how, be like, if Aaron's gay, then that's... Then it's okay. Then I Maybe I gay. shouldn't... Well, dad, and I shouldn't hate gay people and stuff. Well, I agree. I think that... Yeah. You but, shouldn't hate the gays. But I think, like, the larger point I'm trying to make... Yeah, Tommy. She's <laughs> looking at you. <laughs> I, I look, I I look, I look for Tommy just to give me like a, <laughs> approval. But I was just giving her a thumbs up. You can't quite see. <laughs> My larger point there is kind of like. Uh, what is your larger point? White people only listen to white people is my larger point. I think it depends on the white person. You know what I mean? Well, I'm talking about you guys as a whole. <laughs> like in terms of like the Kaepernick and the Eric Reed thing, like more white dudes should have come out in the league and supported them instead of just burying their heads in the sand. You know what I mean? Like the response to it was predictable. But if you would have had a lot of the white NFL players coming out and saying, hey, guys, this is OK. This is what they're doing. We stand with these guys. We stand for the rights. And it was their favorite players, guys like a Peyton Manning, yeah. guys like a Drew Brees, guys like an Aaron Rodgers, guys like um, Eli Manning. You know, mm. then I think I think that conversation would have been very different. And if you look at the history of this country in the 60s, if you want to tell the truth about it, it wasn't Martin Luther King who who ultimately caused people to change it. It was the white people's kids who were telling them that it was the white people who were saying this isn't right anymore. Because, as we've learned in this era, white people only fucking listen to white people. And also Aaron Rodgers is gay. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Damn. Damn! I love that. Do you feel like, that? Do you yeah, feel that awkward silence? 
the hot take from Sean Joshi. I will name that silence the silence of white guilt. I, I do. don't mean you <laughs> guys. I, do. I, I don't do mean agree, you though. guys. I think that some people should have came out and talked about the knee. Like, They're I gay get, NFL players. I get super frustrated I get though, with like people out. getting upset over the kneeling. I get. I, I don't. It's I don't understand how you can think that that's not going to be a topic that will be brought up. Yeah. Yeah. There's the not NFL. enough. There's not enough allies. You know what and I mean? And it's like. I'm sorry. Like, that, what's the, the point of protesting? The there, it, you yeah. have protest is to bring attention to something. It's not supposed to be convenient. It's not exactly. supposed to be exactly. Exactly. And they're exercising like First Amendment nonviolent yeah. rights. And the thing with Kaepernick, if you remember, he was sitting for the anthem. Yeah. And after having that mm-hmm. whole conversation with the Navy SEAL, that's what they came up with. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's Trump is just it's the most cynical brand of politics I've ever seen. He's using it completely as a racial whistle. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. and it's working. It's working. Those issues always work for Trump. They do. And the reason is and the one way you would fight it is if more if there were more allies. I also, I also if there think, were more allies within the I NFL. also think that cops should come out and be like, Yeah, I'm against absolutely. police. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I don't understand what the problem is in that. I don't know why people haven't come and been like yeah, actually, I'm a cop and I'm against yeah. police brutality. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't. I, I, Absolutely. I, and, and NFL teams should do, should do, NFL, not teams, but players should do the same. Can you imagine if favorite NFL players came and speak and spoke against unison? It wouldn't even be an issue anymore. Yeah. It wouldn't at all. It wouldn't. Okay. That is our NFL report card for the week. Let's go to the news with Tommy. Lori, can you stick around for the news or you got to run? Yeah, I'll stick around for the news. Okay. Tommy, give us your news, baby. Oh my God! That is so beautiful. Thank you, thank you. You're lucky, Lori is here, Tommy. I swear to God. I know. I'm taking advantage. You know when I got when I got speaking report cards. Whenever I used to have a bad report card, I would like be so happy that my parents had friends over because that means my dad couldn't beat my ass. He's much nicer when you're here, Lori. I swear. Is he? Is he? He's nicer. Until the <laughs> clock ran down to when my parents' friends would they leave, leave. Like, and then oh, I get God. thrown out. I get you know, like the defenestration of Prague. I get thrown out of the fucking window. Did they like slap you in the face, or did they slap you on the? Ass? Oh, my dad would beat my ass. like Khabib's dad. Like I know why Khabib is legit worried. Like Khabib is gonna get his ass beat when he gets home. He's gonna get his ass beat. I know exactly what's gonna happen. His dad is gonna chew him out, and he's gonna get his ass. You make our family look stupid. You make our family. Yeah. Which is the same shit my dad would say. <laughs> <laughs> Literally like having those flashbacks right now. It's like, I feel Sorry. for you, Khabib. I feel for Why do you think my ears are the way they are? Oh, I've got cauliflower ears on both ends. I was wrestling my dad. Five points are on the back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. What do we have in news this week? Should I do another news song? Bum, bum. <laughs> golf bum, bum, bum. in the world of golf justin yes. rose is saddened that the united states Ryder cup team have to appear have appeared to have turned on one another although he concedes that it is nothing new for tempers to flare late in the tournament europe ran out 17.5 to 10.5 winners over jim Furyk's team usa who initially presented a united front before talk of disputes within the camp emerged quote it's a shame to see guys talking independently to the media and kind of throwing each other under the bus a little bit, Rose told Sky Sports. There was a lot that went on apparently on that Sunday night, but it's emotion. That's why we all love the Ryder Cup. We all maybe lose it a little bit because the emotion is so heightened. Emotions spill over, end quote. Yeah, I think Europeans are so dignified. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the Holocaust. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Europe hasn't met a fucking dictatorship it didn't like. You know? Huh? Like, Europe is the land of dictators. It is. It totally is. And I think we kind of touched on it earlier. You know what I mean? <laughs> the whole world is going to shit. That's all I have to say. You heard about the Brazilian dictator that's coming to Brazilian dictator. Too? Hungary, it's happening. Poland mm. is losing their democracy. God, France yeah. will be authoritarian in, in 30, 40 years. Spain has is going that way. Italy is going that way. Greece is going that way. It's going to be maybe England. Hopefully they can prevail. You know, and then maybe maybe Germany as well. Fucking hopefully. Jesus Christ. The whole world is going to shit. This is why I'm saying Joshi. <laughs> hashtag Joshi 2020. Surrender your free will. Let <laughs> me make all of your choices for you, good people. You don't need to make any choices. Freedom is slavery. 1984. Ignorance is knowledge. <laughs> I would just like to say if I ever run for office, I'm joking right now. That and I would like to apologize for the people of South Dakota for what happened in 2007. May we never speak of it again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but I'm joking about that free will. Next story, Tommy. <laughs> All right. Baseball. The Yankees Burr. were eliminated by the Red Sox after their ninth inning rally fell short and they lost 4-3. The MLB playoffs continue on the 12th with the Dodgers versus the Brewers. The ALCS continues the next day with the Red Sox at the Astros. You fucks with baseball? Mm. Mm? I, I, I do during this time. During They're the postseason. so much. Yeah. So many games. So many. I feel like I have to. So many games. I have to guilt myself into watching baseball. I'm like, oh, I should watch it. I went but I'd rather watch Bull Durham instead of this game. It's it's just a long. I like to like watch like the last few innings. That's what I do. I think you know? I talked about it before, but I get shit faced when we go to the Dodgers games. I just get shit faced in Echo Park, and then I make my way in the fifth inning. I'm so white. I burn. I burn so. Oh, bad when, at, I go when to you go out to Chavez games. Ravine. Yeah, when I go out to those long ass games. Yeah, though Dodgers games can be dangerous. I Gotta though, like man. put some sunscreen on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about that. I'm so jealous. I don't have to worry about that at all, man. Get freckles. I mean, it's just like a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never sunburned once in my fucking life. Ever. Ever. And that's why. You're that's mostly because I'm a recluse. For the rest of your life. That's mostly because I'm an amazing recluse who never leaves yeah, my house. I actually just am never outside. <laughs> never, that's why I've never burned. I never go outside. But yeah, I think I'm gonna do an experiment and go to the Dodgers game in a Brewers jersey and just walk around. Oh, good <laughs> luck with that. Just walk around afterwards. There's I don't a know. lot of pride right now with the Dodgers. Oh, remember that Giants fan who got like he's a fucking quadriplegic now yeah. for simply wearing a fucking Giants jersey, and he was with his kid, that's, and they beat the shit the out of him. That's the saddest fucking thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's pretty sad. I don't like that. I hate violence. It scares yeah. me. Yeah. Just for the record, Lori Douglas thinks that's sadder than the Holocaust. Anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I didn't say it. He did. Yeah. So the Red Sox game was kind of interesting yesterday. If I was a Red Sox fan, I would have started to have brown in my pants when the Yankees were making that comeback in the ninth inning, like all those demons from yesteryear, like Bill <laughs> Buckner and all that shit. You know what I mean? Completely. Like, I love baseball mythology. I love the stories and history of baseball. Yeah, yeah. I you just, don't, like, don't like it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the intricacies of it. I don't understand yeah. what's going on exactly, and I like to know that with sports. Completely. You need to know. I didn't in Indianapolis. We didn't have an MLB team growing up, which is why I was never like. That's why you weren't really like inducted into this I wasn't lifestyle. In, I wasn't inducted into the fucking lifestyle, bro. My you know family, my mom and my stepdad watch every baseball. Where are they from? Net game. Where are they from? They're my stepdad's from New York. My mom's from my mom's from Texas, but she she watches because of him. She yeah, she likes every team that he likes now. There's like seven markets that care about baseball. Yeah. There's like seven markets that care. 
And they watch everything. Everything. And ESPN. When the holy shit. When the Red Sox and Yankees are playing on ESPN, just don't even tune in because that's all the fuck they're gonna talk about on Sports Center or like forever. Aren't they having like issues right now with like um one of the umps? There's oh yeah, I saw he's, like, that. Unfair treatment. And he was like a whole thing about it. Yeah, his calls weren't like yeah. consistent, and the strike zone was like moving. But that's the other thing. Baseball is so regimented and old. They could bring technology into the game mm-hmm. to easily the strike zone. Umpires should not be calling the strike zone anymore. Yeah. you know what I mean. They should just be there for home plate calls. There's no reason to have umpires calling balls and strikes. Also, I know baseball people hate this, but you need a pitch count. Okay, mm-hmm. quipping such fucking purists. Football isn't played like it is in 1953 three yards in a cloud of dust where the most exciting game is like a 9-6 outcome no no helmet yeah they've you know i've kind of like you know the pass interference rules are like whatever but the rules to open up the passing game are actually smart yeah because they make the game more entertaining so if you have a pitch count guess what there's going to be more runs more home runs the game's going to be a digestible three hours instead of the length of a fucking bollywood movie are you kidding me (laughs) god next story boss this week in Adorable, former NBA-er Chris Bosh was caught courtside at the Wizards-Knicks game with his son, who, when asked if he wants to be a baller, had this response. This is my son, Jackson. Jackson, Jackson say my hi. My son, Jackson. Hi. Are going to be a baller one day? Yeah. What is a baller? Just say yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> What is a baller? Tommy, are you trying to turn the show soft or some shit? What the fuck, man? Hey, I'm just reading the copy, baby. Get off that shit. What are we? Are we going to have an Ann Gettys introspective here or something? (laughs) Yes. Great photos. Yeah. If you want a photo of a baby dressed like a bee in a sunflower, Gettys is your woman. She's your woman. Dude, what happened to her? Remember those books are all over the place. They were so popular. They were everywhere, like the Magic Eye books. Yeah. People had them like. People had just random photos of Still babies that they don't even shit. know who they were. Yeah, I think the All worst the, the worst thing you could do to somebody who had OCD, give them a couple lines of Coke or an Adderall and just a magic eye book. I think you will fucking ruin <laughs> their like, Why life. is this baby covered in strawberries? <laughs> so dirty. Yeah, but we're going to do our NBA, starter NBA preview next week, uh, I'll say, as soon as uh, teams stop playing teams from China. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the preseason has been kind of interesting. Jimmer. Uh, is on the Shanghai Sharks, and they played the Houston Rockets yesterday. He took 41 shots, which I'm there for all of that. <laughs> I'm there for I could watch, all that. I could watch. Here's guys I could still watch play. Jimmer, I could watch play all fucking day. Tim Tebow, yeah. I could watch play all fucking day. And Johnny Manziel, I could watch play all day. Tebow did not get a fair shake. If he was with the right team, he'd still be in the NFL right now. That's all I have to say about yeah, that. Yeah, he got, he got shafted. The last game he started, uh, he just threw an overtime touchdown pass also, to beat like, the Pittsburgh cha- he Steelers. He had to like, change his entire release of his throw. When he, got they, he never throw. got a fair shot. He needed somebody who believed in him. But yeah, we're going to do that next week. It'll be a deep dive like our NFL previews, and it will be very fun and informative. Tommy, do we have any more stories this week? Last up, it's the Corner Kick crew. Oh. Soccer time. Oh, my God. Field Tommy fairies. always sneaking <laughs> in fucking soccer. This week, let's let's talk Premier League because that's oh, God. The, Fine, the most Tommy. important. I shall indulge you. Go Jose ahead. Mourinho may have just saved his job. He had a 3-2 comeback in the last 20 minutes of the game. But isn't it Pogba who saved that? 
Pogba didn't actually score. But he's the one who had the tactical changes on mid on field. He's a leader. He's a leader. He's a leader. He's got he's that mentality. Leader. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? He's got but them aren't, haircuts aren't, and them leadership skills. Aren't him and Josie kind of like uh, Lauren Conrad and uh, and the other one, Kiss from Cavallari from the Hills? You you, you have made, like, and I swear almost every time I've done this show, you have shown <laughs> the Hills reference. No joke, y'all. Well, I kind of love that show. <laughs> you do. It kind of like informed a big part of my like uh, college stuff. Like we'd all watch like the hills, like smoke a bowl, watch the hills. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, totally. but I'm totally on LC's no. side. Oh, that hill. bitch, yeah. Kristen, fuck Kristen, man. No, you don't like her. Shout out LC. I'm with you, LC. Team LC. You're a good over woman. There. That's Steven from the original Laguna Beach. Steven, Steven is an asshole. You don't need Steven and his impeccable hairline, LC. You get it. <laughs> all right, keep going. We all need Steven. Oh, uh, uh, you like Steven? Yeah. It, who, wait, 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 wait. Before you go, who's the one? Ricky Bobby? Not Ricky Bobby. Justin Bobby. Oh, my God. See, I don't, I don't know the show well enough to know all I of the outliers. I think I'm 3% gay because that Justin Bobby is a good-looking man. Yeah. And he's always on his motorcycle. I'm like, put me on the back of that thing, he's like, Bobby. He's like, put that dick in a, in a box <laughs> later on in life. It's a very good-looking man, Justin Bobby. Does 3% gay mean you're gay for 3% of the population? It means... Ooh, I never really thought about it like that. Yo, that is a great question, Tommy. I know, because like, what is 3% gay? Does that mean like a finger up the butt? Yeah. (laughs) But only if a lady does it? No, it'd have to be a man. It'd have to be a thick, brawly man hand. No dick stuff, but a a man finger. finger. With with knuckles like sausages. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. It's kind of like, how does a dog wear pants? You know what I mean? Also a great question. I've seen a lot of dogs wear pants. If you you? shave all of a dog except for the back legs, does that count as pants? No. No. Right. For sure. Definitely wrong. Wait, Tommy, you should stand up for your opinions Tommy, and you not know give in you know so what? fucking easy. <laughs> you know what makes pants pants? Pants, pants. The stitching? Pants, yeah. Pants, 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 make, pants make the pants. P- pants make the pants. Otherwise, you're just less hairy. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Go on with your, get through your fucking <laughs> okay, soccer Okay, all right, thing. all right, all right. So, uh, I mean, the Premier League is looking really good. All yeah. the top teams are within two points. As for Jose Mourinho, yeah. he's fun to have in the league because he sucks and he's dramatic and everyone can hate him. He's like a universally... But he was such a great coach in, in Spain. What what happened to him? The game changes. The game changes. It's like certain coaches are able to adapt their style to the times, mm-hmm. but I'm an Arsenal fan and we had Arsene Wenger for way too long and he went undefeated in 2004 yeah. and we kept him for... 12 more from years, even season. though he, he didn't change his tactics yeah. at all. And Jose Mourinho is from another era in a way. So where are we in the EPL season? We are right at the beginning. We're about... Oh, so it's just started. Eight games in. Okay, so it's kind of where the NFL is right now. Exactly. So Manchester United started off really bad and everyone freaked out and wanted to fire him. If he had been at Chelsea or Man City, he'd be gone. They should fire him. They should probably fire but him. Are they going to get rid of him See and y'all. Pogba? Do you think that's going to happen? It's, I think it's one or the other. One Pogba's other. arguably a bigger name than Mourinho at this point. So yeah, like yeah. rock, paper, scissors, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Will be like the yeah, exactly. exactly. It's easier to get rid of a manager than a star. Oh, definitely. I think that's true in every sport. Definitely. You know what I mean? In every sport that you go to. Okay, any other EPL news? Uh, Arsenal have won nine games in a row, and Holy we shit. might not suck this year. Holy shit. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. But you guys also may suck a little bit. Can I tell you why? Why? Because like your big guy that you're going after is like a midfielder for Atlanta in the MLS or something. Oh, I don't. I mean, transfer window is open, so we didn't even get him. <laughs> so but you? Uh, oh, really? Like, I don't want to talk about that. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. But both of our strikers are fucking sick, and we have a great team spirit, and everyone's very friendly. Yeah. Everything I know from... <laughs> everyone's very everyone's friendly. Everyone's very friendly. We have a They're great social media, <laughs> <laughs> social media That's what I like in a team. Really nice. I do, too. A so- great social media presence yeah. is really what it is. Everything I know about soccer comes from smoking weed with Akshat Bilbeer in college and playing FIFA. And I'm going, dude, bro, dude. He's just sitting <laughs> We had to watch golf with him. He'd go, Freddie Couples, bro. That was Akshat's favorite. He loved Freddie Couples, man. That and I watch All or Nothing, Manchester City on Amazon, and the New Zealand All Blacks. I still have to do something on the All Blacks. It's the greatest rugby team ever. Okay, yeah. that's cool. The what Haka. else, Tommy? The Haka. I mean, I mean, that's it, you know? That's it. Great. Let's give a round of applause to Tommy <laughs> and to Lori. Lori, tell them where to find you. Tell them where you'll be. You can find me on Instagram, Lori period Douglas. My website, Lori dash Douglas. She's got a website. I've got a website. Where's the hosting? Um, I can't remember. Maybe GoDaddy. GoDaddy. Like Danica, uh, Aaron Rodgers beard. Danica Patrick. You know those fake relationships? Like, that's why I think everyone he dates is fucking famous. They're fake relationships. Like Priyanka Chopra's, Priyanka Chopra's relationship with Nick Jonas, fake. fake. Cristiano Ronaldo's relationships are fake. Keep Ooh, him in I news. I have a relationship with him. People keep I him, think he's gay. People keep him in the news. I would be, I would be okay with that. <laughs> I would be fine with that. I do love Cristiano Ronaldo. He's good arm He's better than Nessie. Ronaldo, Nessie. I know. Nessie. We would make beautiful babies. Beautiful babies, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lori Douglas. That's what we learned. Follow us on at Fanatics Pod. Follow me at, at Sean.joshi. Uh, come out to Sean Joshi and Friends October 29th. Be there or be square. Love you all. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Woo! Peace. Yeah.